Welcome to the Gospel Saves podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. I'm Wade Stanley, an evangelist with the Church of Christ. Please visit thegospelsaves.me for blogs, videos, and Bible studies. You can also find The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. One of the reasons why the way to eternal life is narrow and difficult is there are many potential distractions along the way. In the parable of the sower, Jesus reveals how the pressures of persecution, times of trial, and love for the things of this world hinder the work of the gospel in some people's lives. He highlights a different concern in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus warns about the influence of prophets who appear to be righteous, but under the surface they intend to lead disciples astray. We were talking about how there are two ways that lead to eternity. There is a broad way that leads to destruction, and there is a narrow way that leads to eternal life. And as we left off on our last program, I was encouraging all of us to find that way, find that narrow way that leads to everlasting life. As Jesus says a little bit earlier, you must seek, you must look, you must knock. This is not an, an easy road to discover. It means that you're going to have to do some, some real work in your life. You'll have to do some looking into the word of the Lord, for instance. You need to find out what the will of God is for your life. You may need to make drastic changes in the sort of friendships that you have. Perhaps there are friends who aren't very good influences on you. Well, what matters more, your soul or your friendship? You may need to change some destructive habits. There are things that keep bogging you down and you know that they're wrong and you know that you need to stop them. Well, if you want to find the way to everlasting life, those habits have to be put away. So I encourage you, my friend, if you want to spend eternity with God, you've got to find that narrow way, that narrow way with the narrow gate. And as Jesus says, there are few people who find it. There are few people who are willing to put forth the effort it requires to find that way to everlasting life, to make the sacrifices that are demanded in order to find everlasting life. So I encourage you, friends, ask, seek, knock, and the Lord will help you. In verse number 15, Jesus offers a warning. He says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by your fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by your fruits, you will know them. Jesus warns about false prophets that will come to us in sheep's clothing, while inwardly they are ravenous wolves. There are people who profess to be Christians, who inwardly do not believe what they're teaching, and are willing to alter the good news of Jesus Christ in order to mislead people. Now that may sound unbelievable, but they're out there. I think that this warning, when 
kept in context with the previous warning is, is very appropriate. As I look around at the religious landscape around us, I see a lot of false teaching. If we take the Bible and we compare what the Bible has to say with what is taught in, in many places in our country, we can see that not all things are, are, are founded on God's Word. This last weekend, I was at a, uh, a special meeting, and uh, one of the men who was speaking talked about how he was listening to the radio one day and, and heard a teacher who was discussing Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. In those three verses, Jesus gives us an outline of how to handle an offense that comes our way. If someone offends us, we're to go talk with them in private. If they will not accept what we had to say, we're supposed to take two or three witnesses. And if they still won't accept what we have to say, we're to take this matter before the church. And still, if they resist, the church is to count them as a heathen and a tax collector. This particular teacher on the radio said he had never seen that last step ever taken. And he decided that he would consult some of his peers, and they had never seen that take place. And he wondered, why is it that we have this teaching from Jesus that no one that I know of follows? It's a great question. Why doesn't anyone take the words of Jesus in that passage seriously? If you think about what Jesus has said in verses 13 and 14, and you consider that there are people out there misleading. They're not telling sincere, God-believing people the full truth. They're not disclosing the whole counsel of God. And sometimes they are deliberately altering what God says in his word in order to mislead people. Now, they give the appearance that they're a Christian. Maybe they say all the right things. They, they say things in a spiritual way with all of the religious buzzwords of the day. But when you analyze what they're actually teaching and compare that with what the Bible says, you can see that underneath the surface, they're not being true to the Lord, to his kingdom, to his doctrine, to him. So my friends, I, I just encourage you, whenever you hear someone teach about the Christian faith, compare what they say with what the word of God has to offer. Are you finding what's coming out of their mouth in the Word of God? And that would include me as well. Please hold me to that same standard. If what I am saying doesn't accord with what the Word of God says, then I'm wrong. I shouldn't be listened to on that particular point. But as Jesus talks about, there are people out there who are deliberately trying to mislead. They are trying to corrupt people of faith. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. He goes on to illustrate how we can detect false teachers with a little analogy. Some of us have fruit trees. We've got several apple trees and a couple of pear trees in our yard. The apple trees are, uh, so we've already started harvesting some of our apples. It's the fall. So here we are, we're ha harvesting apples. We've got more apples than we know what to do with at this point. And it's pretty easy to tell whether or not your tree is healthy. We've got a couple of peach trees that haven't been all that healthy, and uh, unfortunately in the past, their fruit has, has indicated how unhealthy they are. 
Well, Jesus says the same thing concerning false teachers. A false teacher is like a tree. And you can tell how healthy a tree is by the fruit that it bears. So if you compare what the false teacher says, their fruit, with what the Word of God teaches, and if you see a discrepancy between the two, you see the Word of God saying one thing and this teacher saying another, then you can know that that is, in fact, a false teacher. Perhaps their teaching is encouraging some conduct that is contrary to the Word of God. Well, open up your Bible. Are they encouraging their listeners in the name of Jesus Christ to do something which the Bible teaches is sinful? If that's the case, then you've got a false prophet. You have a false teacher. And sometimes these things are, are very difficult to sort out. A little while ago, we studied from the book of 2 Peter. And in 2 Peter chapter 3, Peter talks about these false teachers. And he says something that's worth bearing in mind. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 16, Peter says concerning the writings of Paul, As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. Peter says that the writings of Paul are sometimes difficult to understand. And because of that difficulty, there are untaught and unstable people out in the world who will take the teachings of Paul and they will twist them. Now, what does he mean by twist? Well, he means that they will change what Paul has to say, not by altering the Bible, but by offering a flawed interpretation. By putting the words of Paul in their own words and doing so in such a way that it changes the actual meaning of Paul's writing. Now there are certainly cases of this that we can point out in the world, but I, I just want to encourage you to bear that in mind, that there are people who deliberately, through their teaching, misinterpret passages, and through that misinterpretation, they mislead people. We always need to be a little skeptical, a little on guard, if you will, when it comes to evaluating what comes out of a teacher's mouth. We must give careful attention to what they say, what they teach, what they encourage us to do. Verse number 19 tells us that these false teachers have the judgment of God awaiting them. And this was another message we saw in 2 Peter chapter 2. Just as God will judge the angels who rebelled along with Satan one day, so too he will judge these false teachers. Just as he judged Sodom and Gomorrah in the days of Lot, so too he will one day judge these false teachers. Jesus' message here in verse 19 is virtually the same. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Someone who does not teach pure doctrine. Someone who does not teach the true gospel of Jesus Christ is facing certain judgment. And they will not last. They will not stand up to a comparison of what they teach with the truth. Christ has given us all the things that we need in order to discern a false teacher from a true teacher. So it's up to us, my friends. 
Do we want to walk on the broad way which leads to destruction? There are many traveling that road. There are many people on their way to hell. That's what Jesus says. And I know that sounds harsh, but that's what the judge of the living and the dead says. Many people are on their way to the broad way to destruction. We need to endeavor to be on that narrow way that leads to eternal life. So be very careful who you listen to, who you follow. Compare what they say with what the Word of God teaches. And endeavor to follow after the, the voice of the Lord. You can discern the true teachings of Jesus if you'll just open up your Bible. Read it for yourself. If you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be open to you. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will. Oh,